Jen. This episode is all business. That's right. We're straight up talking about marketing. B2B versus B2C, and maybe a couple of acronyms that we just make up for good measure. Yeah, why not? So today we're chatting about the nuances in marketing, of which there are many. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. But first, the mezcalita. Jen, what's in it? Well, so mezcal, neither of us were big drinkers of mezcal before the podcast, right? I was just tequila and that's it. But this is awfully tasty. So we've got this. This is really like a grown-up margarita which we've done before. Um, so the mezcal, some contro, orange juice, lime juice, orange bitters, and then a great little seasoning around the edge of the glass and a lime wedge. It is delicious. Yeah. And fresh. Yep. And I would, so, so for folks that don't know what mezcal is, it's almost like what scotch is to bourbon, that smokiness mezcal is to tequila. Yeah. And so it just makes a more complex drink, which is kind of fun. So you guys can check it out on our website. Okay, let's get down to business. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Jen, define it. What's B2B? What's B2C? Okay, so B2B is, of course, um, business to business marketing, right? And B2C is business to consumer. And so those are the two big categories in which all marketing happens, so to speak. Every video serves, maybe not. But uh, it's a huge difference, I think, between B2B and B2C. In, in my mind, B2B, business to business, decision making is really way more based in logic and product benefit. You're talking from a business to another business. So you're really talking on that technical level, right? But B2C is different. Yeah, B2C is um, that business to consumer. I mean, think about the way any of us makes a purchasing decision. You're making it based on um, emotions and how you see that thing fitting into your life and how it lines up with you. So it's really, and even the values that you have. So you're really kind of trying to inspire action through some sort of emotional pull. Yeah. And they really, so they differ in their creative approach because you're, you're, you're talking, you know, to really simplify it, business to business is more of a logic decision. Business to consumer is more of an emotional decision. And so the tactics and the messaging you use is vastly different. Yes. And so the creative approach that you might use and certainly the deploy- the deployment strategy are vastly different. B2B video tends to focus on impact and value, whether that's real or perceived. So a lot of times we're going in with features and benefits um, or value propositions. Again, that logical piece. So you're looking for the value of what you're trying to sell, whether that's product or services, and seeing how that lines up with the values of the other business that might consider you. B2C video, again, plays into the emotional side of things, but you have to be really, really careful in B2C video because you you have to have a mix of video, a frequency of video, and you have to make sure that inside that mix, you're not always selling. So the brand that is doing B2C marketing, you want to make sure that there's some other cultural pieces thrown in or maybe some, um, you know, a highlight on the corporation's charitable services arm, things that will get to know that business in a way that isn't just always selling. Yeah, I I think you encapsulated that really well. And while you were talking, this very inappropriate metaphor 
analogy popped into my head. <laughs> this very inappropriate bit popped into my head. It's like the level of foreplay is different in B2B <laughs> than B2C, right? Yeah, yeah. In marketing B2B, you are really getting to product benefits way faster. You're all about business. I mean, there can be humor there and there can be some emotion and there can be a lot of charm, but you are talking benefits. You know that people's time is tight. And with B2C, you really have to draw them in and make a space. And like you said, you are not asking and you're not selling right away. So you're doing a lot more investing before you do an ask. Mm -hmm. And I don't think while there's a deep investment in B2B advertising, in getting it right and in articulating the benefits so that your consumer, so that your audience can understand what they, what they're getting, it, it's more down to brass tacks right away that business to consumer is is more about building the relationship and then drawing people in. But that's kind of where we got with this topic about all the other acronyms that are out there that, that don't get as much play, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that like, especially given that you and I, both of our businesses seek out similar industries in terms of or market segments, in terms of we do a ton in, you know, nonprofit advocacy, education, and so that those don't perfectly fit in the B2C or B2B box um, because there's a lot of audiences inside of that. So you actually have a friend, right, that um, wrote a book. Yeah, actually, um, Brian Kramer and Courtney Smith. Courtney used to live in Lansing. She was a friend of ours back in the ad club days. But they coined a term called human to human, which I thought was really interesting. And you can you can Google it. You can look it up. We'll put that in the show notes for you. But the idea is there's no B2B and no B2C. There's human to human, which I think is a really new and fresh way of looking at advertising and marketing without all of the acronyms. The well, I think too, it plays in that concept plays into exactly where we are, at least in my world with video and the, the level, even though I don't love the word storytelling, but how authentically and how much transparency people, the communities and our, our society want their messages to be H to H makes a ton of sense. That's, it's a, it's a great way to frame it. Yeah, it is a really good way to frame it. And it, it really opens up your thinking about getting out of this business and consumer mindset. And particularly with our, again, the audiences that both you and I serve, they have a challenge of speaking to the people they serve and the people who serve them and speaking to donors versus speaking to recipients. And so there's this weird mix of business language and consumer language. And that's where the idea of what is the acronym for that? Yeah. You know, HSC, advocate to consumer, mission to consumer, that's different than business, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I find it interesting to try to look at those traditional buckets and how a lot of organizations fit into them. Yeah, and I think um, I think it makes sense, especially given that we led with B to B to B is typically logic driven and not emotionally driven. But you and I both know very well know that advocacy communications and nonprofit communications is all about the emotion. It's about impact. It's about making a difference. It's mission focused. It's people focused, and it requires unbelievable transparency because donors need to know what the where the money's going to go and how. People are going to how the organization is going to be a good shepherd of those resources. So it's really, really tricky. I think that in particular, video for nonprofit and advocacy has the best ROI. You can really 
you know, when you're doing B2C, traditional B2C, I think it's really hard to tie an ROI because of all the tactics that have to go into um, that kind of strategy. But you can really pinpoint the power of a video right down to when you're dealing with advocacy and nonprofit communications. Yeah, you can. And the type of use for the video is very different than it would be for a business to business or even a for-profit organization. Mm -hmm. So really thinking about how these buckets work for nonprofit organizations, it's really quite, quite a twist. And, you know, as you're speaking about ROI for donors, that's a business, that's a business conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you're talking about efficacy of your actions and reaching the audience who needs your services, that's a, that's a consumer-based emotional conversation. So you, in some ways, need all of the skills that go in all of the buckets. And so it's just an interesting, interesting thing to think about when you're thinking about marketing your organization, how that plays out for you and what all those different messages are and where, the, where you should deploy them. We also talked a little bit about like other fun acronyms like P2P, like peer-to-peer or business to government, because how you would... Well, and government to consumer, right? Right. Oi. Peer-to-peer and business-to-government are pretty pretty established buckets of their own because business-to-government advertising is a whole other ballgame. I don't think either of us touch that, nor would we want to. It's hard work. Um, and you have to really, really, really be an expert in there. I but, usually hear peer-to-peer used mostly in the fund development space. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which, so for, for example, a good example of peer-to-peer would be, you know, I share an organization on my social network that I'm particularly passionate about. I might set up a, you know, a fundraiser for my birthday, or I might ask somebody to dump a bucket of ice on their head or challenge somebody to dump a bucket of ice on their head. So that's all the peer-to-peer stuff. So we're, we should all be familiar with it, even if we're not familiar with the, with the vernacular. That's true. And, you know, that's by another name, you could call call that influencer marketing, right? Probably falls in there a little bit. And I think it's more of a tactic that you can use in any of the other buckets rather than a category unto itself. Would yeah. that be true, do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm involved right now in a, in a nonprofit that's using a peer-to-peer campaign to raise money in advance of their annual gala, which will be virtual. So that's been kind of a fun process to go through as well. So I think the takeaway here is really that every organization should look at these acronym buckets and figure out where they fit and understand what each sort of method of communication can offer and where you need to mix and match and where you need to invent your own methods and your own ideas. And so it's not really about being one or the other as much as it's about sort of understanding what best practices you can take from each category and apply to your organization. I think it's a good exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent advice. Thank you, Jen. My mezcal's gone. Oh, no. What shall we do? I think we should have another one. Yes. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks. So, Karen, what are we talking about next time? You know, Jen, we've said before that we think nonprofits have similar concerns to small businesses. Keep the lights on, keep people engaged, and keep the mission at the forefront. Which is why we're pleased to host Joan Gustafson, External Affairs Officer at the Michigan Nonprofit Association, where among many roles, she's got a hand at keeping hundreds of nonprofits above water while we collectively navigate 2020. 
We're excited to hear her story and get a peek into what's coming up for our state and the M&A in the months to come. Join us next time.